Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. With the book Zad al-Mustaqna of the Imam, Imam al-Hajjawi, rahmatullahi alayhi, we were discussing the rights pertaining to Hajj and Umrah, which we've now finished with the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're starting today, Babul Hadi wal Udhiyya, the chapter which talks about the description of the sacrificial animals which are to be sacrificed either in the Hajj rites or to be sacrificed in the Udhiyya on Eid al Adha. And he's also going to talk about the animals which can be sacrificed as an aqiqa. So the author he says, Actually, first Sheikh Mansour he says, Al-Hadi ma yuhda lil-haram min na'am. That Al-Hadi, this word Al-Hadi, the sacrificial animal, comes from that which is gifted to the haram, to the sanctuary in Mecca, from na'am, from cattle, or ghayriha, or other than it. فَيَدْخُلُوا حَدِي بَهِيمَةَ الْأَنْعَامِ فَيَدْخُلُوا حَدِي بَهِيمَةَ الْأَنْعَامِ وَغَيْرِهِ So enters into this category of the animals that you can sacrifice is Bahimatul Al-An'am, which is camel, sheep, cows, and goats, or other than them. Sumya bidalik li'annahu yuhda ila Allah ta'ala. So this name Hadi is given that name because it's a gift which is given to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a sacrifice which is gifted to Allah azza wa jal. Al-Udhiyya. Udhiyya, the word Udhiyya. Hiya ma yadbahu min bahimatul an'am ayyam al-adha. It is the animals which are sacrificed on the Eid al-adha. Bisabab al-Eid. Due to the reason for Eid. Taqarruban ila Allah ta'ala. As a way of coming close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Aqiqatu and the Aqiqa al-Zabihatu al-Lati tadbahu anil mawlud inda waladatihi dhakran kana o untha. So this is the sacrificial animal which is given on behalf of the child when the child is born, whether it's a male child or whether it's a female child. That is the Aqiqa. وعقد المؤلف هذا الباب وتكلم عن هذه ثلاث وأحكامها وأفرد للأقيقة فصلا مستقلا. So the author is going to talk about these three categories: the hadi, which is the sacrificial animal for Hajj, and then the udhiya, the animals for, uh, which are to be sacrificed on Eid al-Adha, and also the animals which are to be sacrificed as an aqiqa. The aqiqa is going to be dealt with in a separate section بإذن الله تعالى. الأصل في مشروعية الهدي والأضحية الكتاب والسنة والإجماع. The author he says that the foundation or the evidence for the legislation of the hadi and the udhiya is the book of Allah subhanahu wa taala and the sunnah of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. As for the book, so Allah subhanahu wa taala says, فصلي لربك وانحر. أو محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم pray to your Lord and sacrifice as mentioned in Surah Al-Kawthar. And as for the evidence from the Sunnah, the Prophet's actions, as mentioned in Bukhari from the hadith of Anas, where he said that the Prophet sacrificed two ram, two rams that were had black and white markings. Anas radiyallahu anhu, he said, I saw the Prophet sallallahu putting his, his, um, his feet on their sides while slaughtering them and making takbir to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also we have the hadith of Ali radiyallahu anhu, which is in Bukhari, Ahda'a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that the Prophet sallallahu he sacrificed as hadi uh, a hundred camels. And 
we have the ijma, the consensus of the Muslims. Mun'aqadun ala musru'iyatiha. That the consensus of the Muslim scholars is there that these are rites which are to be performed. The rites of sacrifice in Hajj and the rites of sacrifice on either Al-Adha and the rites of sacrifice as an aqiqah as mentioned by Imam Ibn Qadama in his great book Al-Mughni, volume 9, page 435. The best of the animals to be sacrificed are a camel. After the camel, a cow. And after the cow, cattle, whether it be sheep or goats. So the Sheikh Mansour, he is reiterating what the author has said, that the best of the things to be sacrificed is the camel, if he sacrificed that completely, as a complete sacrifice. And then the cow, likewise, and then the sheep or the goat. What the leader of and the evidence for these levels of preference is in the hadith in Bukhari Muslim, narrated by Abu Huray radiyallahu anhu, and the Nabi said that the Prophet said, Whoever makes ghusl on the day of Jummah, like you would make the ghusl for Janaba, and then he goes to the masjid, then this person is as though he has sacrificed a camel. And whoever goes in the second hour of the day in the morning of Jummah, uh, then it's as though he has sacrificed a cow. So this is the second level in virtue. And whoever goes in the third hour of the morning of Jummah, then it's as though he has sacrificed a ram, uh, a ram with horns. And that is the third level of virtue. So we see in the hadith that there's virtues pertaining to the sacrifice, that the first is the camel, the second a cow, the third a ram. And also because the camel suffices in regards to seven sheep, as has been narrated in some ahadith. So this points to the, its virtuous state, that the camel is the best that can be sacrificed because it equates to seven sheep or seven goats. As Whereas the situation, if a person wants to do one-seventh of a camel, or he wants to do one-seventh of a cow, or he wants to do a sheep, so in this situation, the sheep will be better. The sheep is more preferred. And the more that the sheep has flesh, the more fatter the sheep is, then the better that is. The author he says, وَلَا تُجْزِئُ فِيهَا إِلَّا جَدْعٌ ضَعْنٍ وَثَنِيٌ سِوَاهُ فَالْإِبْلُ خَمْسٌ The author is going to talk about now those animals, the ages of the animals which are permitted uh, to be given as sacrificial animals. So Sheikh Mansour he says, الْأَضْحِيَةُ أَوْ الْحَدِيَ الْمُجْزِئُ يَشْتَرِطُ فِي إِدَّةُ شُرُوتِ That for the animals to be valid for sacrifice as a hadi or udhiya, then there are certain conditions that must be met. The first of them, is that they are from the behemoth al-an'am which is cows, uh, camel, sheep and goats so other than these three categories uh, animals are not uh, legislated to be sacrificed 
Secondly, أن تبلغ السن المعتبرة شرعاً وهذا السن And the second condition is that these animals, they must reach a certain legislated age wherein they can be put forward to be sacrificed. As pertaining to the sheep and to the goats, If it's a sheep, then it must be jad'a. And jad'a is that which has six months. It is six months old. And if it's a goat, the goat has to be thaniya and it is that which is female at the at one year of age. So for the goat, it has to be one year of age female. For the sheep, it's valid from six months and upwards. Or it's, it has to be jada'a, which is six months. As for that which is below these in age, then it's not permissible. فَلَوْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يَذْبَحَ مِنَ الضَّعْنِ مَا دُونَ سِتَةَ أَشْهُرٍ أَوْ مِنَ الْمَاعِزِ مَا دُونَ سَنَةٍ لَمْ يُجْزِئ So if somebody wanted to sacrifice a sheep which is less than six months old or a goat which is less than a year old, then it wouldn't be sufficient, it wouldn't be valid. And the evidence for this is in the hadith in Bukhari Muslim أن أبا بردة ابن يار رضي الله عنه this companion لما ذبح قبل صلاة العيد he had sacrificed an animal before the Salat al-Eid, which is before the legislated time for sacrificing. And then later on, after the Prophet ﷺ had commanded that it should be after Eid Salah, he wanted to fulfill that command. He said, I have a goat which is four months old. It's only four months old. It didn't reach a year in age. I have a goat which is four months in age and it's better than two sheep in terms of its flesh, meaning it's more fleshy. So is this sufficient for me? Is this legislated for me to put forward as a sacrifice? The Prophet said, Naam, yes. However, it will not be permissible for anybody after you. So anything which is less than that in age, less than six months for the sheep or less than a a uh, year for the goat, then that is not going to be valid as a sacrifice. And the thaniyun here is pertaining to the to the to the goat which we've already mentioned. Whereas the camel it has to be five years in age. And the cow has to be two years of age. And the the ma'az the goat will be a year of age. And the sheep is half a year, which is six months. These are the years which are relevant for these animals. And it suffices a sheep or a goat to be sacrificed for one person. Sheikh Masul, he says, A goat or a sheep is sufficient for one person for himself. وَلَوْ نَوَى بِهَا نَفْسَهُ وَأَهْلَ بَيْتِهِ وَلَوْ كَثَرُوا فَيَعُمُّهُمْ بِالثَّوَابِ However, if this person who is sacrificing for himself, if he was to include in the reward via his intention, his family, even if they were great in number, then inshallah it would cover them in the reward. Meaning that he can, with his intention, include his family for the reward of the one goat or sheep that he's going to sacrifice. And the evidence is in the hadith of Abi Dawood, Allah Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 
that the Prophet would sacrifice one goat or sheep and it would be for him, the Prophet and on behalf of his family. In Tirmidhi, we have the hadith of Abu Ayyub that it used to be in the time of the Prophet وسلم, that a person would sacrifice a sheep on behalf of himself and on behalf of his family and they would eat from it and then they would feed people from it also but after the time of the Prophet وسلم, people started to compete and it has now become the situation as you see meaning that people don't uh, people have started to show off and they don't think it suffices them to sacrifice just one sheep or one goat on behalf of a person and his family. The author he says, A camel and a cow can be sacrificed and divided amongst seven different people. Sheikh Mansur he said, It's permissible for seven to be partners in the sacrifice of a camel or a cow. Ishtirak milk, that this, this joining of ownership of the camel or of the cow, it has to be ownership, it has to be partners as they are complete owners of seven shares. Meaning that each one of them owns a seventh of the camel or a seventh of the cow. And it's permissible for each person with his intention to include whomsoever they wish with, uh, uh, in, in their sacrificial share of a seventh. And one-seventh of the camel or one-seventh of the cow equates to one sheep. So instead of a person sacrificing one sheep or one goat, he can sacrifice one-seventh of the camel or one-seventh of a cow. In the hadith in Sahih Muslim, we had the hadith of Jabir, where he said, Amarana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam an nashtarika fil ibl wal baqar. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam commanded us that we should come together as partners in the sacrifice of a camel or a cow. Kullu sab'atin minna fi badanatin. Each one of us will have a share in the camel. Wala tudzi'u an akthar min sab'a. However, Sheikh Mansur says, obviously it's not legislated or permissible to have more than seven as a share in the cow or the camel. Dorothy, he says, He's going to talk about now the animals uh, which are not going to be uh, valid legally to be sacrificed. So he says, It's not permissible to sacrifice the awra'u. The awra' is the one that has a defective eye. Sheikh Mansuri says, Min shurut. Min shurut. From the conditions. As-salamatu min al-ayub al-mani'a min al-ijza'a that the animal must be free of these defects which prevent it from being offered as a sacrifice. And the defects which are not allowed for the animal to be present, to be present in the animal which are given forth as a udhiya or a hadi or a aqiqa are as follows. Al-awaru bayin. Al-awaru bayin is that it has a clear defect in its eye. وَضَابِطُهُ أَنْ تَكُونُ عَيْنُهَا قَدْ خَفَسَتْ قَدْ خَفَسَتْ وَغَارَتْ The, the uh, definition of what is a defective eye is that its eye has disappeared uh, وَذَهَبَ جُرْمُهَا 
and that the, the, the flesh of the eye has disappeared, the flesh of the eyeball. So this is clearly a defective eye. وَيُقَاسُ عَلَيْهَا الْأُمْيَاءُ مِنْ بَابِ الْأُولَى And um, Qiyas is made uh, for the blind based upon this مِنْ بَابِ الْأُولَى which means even more so. Meaning to say that if the one-eyed animal is not uh, permissible to be given as a sacrifice then مِنْ بَابِ الْأُولَى even more so the completely blind animal is not permitted to be given forth as a sacrifice. Al-Ajfa'u is the animal which has very little flesh on it. This is also not allowed to be given as a sacrifice. Wal-Arja'u and also the Arja'u al-Bayinu Arjuha. The Arja'u, the one that is limp, a lame animal that has a defect on one leg which causes it to limp. Wal-Dabituha and its definition, Al-Mashima is that it is unable to walk at the same pace or in the same way as the other healthy animals are able to do so. أما إن كانت تطيق المشي مع صحيها فهذه أرجها ليس بينا. As for the animal which has a limp, but it doesn't prevent the animal from walking along along with the rest of the flock or the herd, then this is not a clear defect and it's permissible. وكل ما كانت أكمل كانت أحسن. And however more complete the animal is in its appearance and health, then that is better as a sacrifice. Also the author he says Also that which cannot be given forth as a sacrifice is the hatma. And it is the one who has lost the teeth from its roots. Because if these teeth are removed or have fallen out from its roots then this causes the animal to have an ugly appearance. And it's not able to eat from the, the, the leaves of the trees and other plantation. And also what's not allowed is the jadda'u. And it is the one who's, what's the word? The one who's um, maybe bladder, where the milk comes from, in, for the, from the animal, that has become um, dried out. Okay, so milk is not present in the animal. The animal doesn't produce any milk. Its udders have become uh, dried out. So this animal is also not able to be given forth as a sacrifice. وَالْمَرِيضَةُ And the one that is generally sick. الْمَرِيضَةُ الَّتِي مَرَضُهَا بَيِّدٌ The sick animal whose sickness is clear and apparent on it. أَمَّا إِذَا كَانَ مَرَضَهَا However, if the sickness of the animal is just slight and it's not very clear, فَإِنَّهَا تُجْزِئُ And in, in this situation, the animal is valid to be given as a sacrifice. لِأَنَّهَا قَرِيبَةٌ مِنَ الصَّحِيحَ Because it's very close to being indistinguishable from the healthy animal. Also, the author he says, وَالْعَضْبَاءُ The عَضْبَاءُ وَهِيَ الَّتِي ذَهَبَ أَكْثَرَ أُذُنِهَا أَوْ قَرْنِهَا It is the one whose most of its air or horn has been removed. So this animal is also not allowed to be given as a sacrifice due to the defects that it has. Now the author is going to mention some animals, even though they have slight defects, that they are still permissible to be given in a sacrifice. So he says, The one that is a batra can be given. 
شرع في ذكي ما يجزئ من بهيمة للعام وهي كما يلي البتراء من المعز so the betra from the goats التي لا ذنب لها خلقة the one that was not born with the tail فهذه تجزئ so this the one that which was not born with the tail it's still permissible to be given as a, as a sacrificial animal والجماء الجماء التي لم يخلق لها قرن and also the animal which was born without a horn it's supposed to have a horn but it was born without a horn فتجزئ بالاتفاق so this is valid by consensus وذلك لأنها لم يخلق لها قرن أصلا and that is because it hasn't originally been given a horn it was born without a horn فلم يطرأ عليها عيب so a defect didn't come upon it rather it was born with that defect والخصي غير مجبوب and also the خصي غير مجبوب uh, the animal that is uh, doesn't have its testicles however it still has its private part the testicles are removed but the private part remains there وهو الذي قطعت خصيتاه it is the one whose testicles have been removed ولم يقطع ذكره فإنه يجزئ however the male private organ has not been removed so this animal is still valid to be given uh, in sacrifice وما بأذنه أو قرنه قطع أقل من نصف and that animal also whose ear or horn has been cut but less than half okay so not more than half of the ear or the horn has been cut from the animal Sheikh Mansour he says ما كان بأذنه أو قرنه خرق that which has in its ear or its own a rip أو شق or a crack أو قطع or it is uh, you know, cut off أقل من نصف less than a half meaning not more than a half has been removed فإنه يجزئ so this animal is sufficient to be given as a as a sacrifice وكذا النصف فإنه تجزئ مع الكراهة also if a complete half is removed from the tail okay uh, from, it, from its um, from its ear then it's also permissible however it's disliked it's permissible but disliked however if it's more than a half then it's not going to be permissible only if it's a half or less then it's permissible if it's a half it's permissible but it's disliked if it's less than a half which is removed then it's permissible and there's no, no dislike in the issue the author he said and the sunnah in the way of slaughtering the animal نحر الإبل قائمة معقودة يدها اليسرى that the ibl is um, slaughtered whilst it's standing and its front left leg uh, has been tied up its left leg has been tied up أشار إلى صفة الإزحاق أرواح البحيمة الأنعام الأنعام the author is now alluding to how you would uh, take the life of a uh, animal which is to be sacrificed well, and it is as follows firstly the camel and that is to be done uh, via nahar nahar is to uh, have it tied up its front left leg tied up and to spear it into the into the chest and the description of how it should be done is that it is standing معقولة اليد اليسرى that its uh, left leg is tied up أي مربوطة يدها اليسرى 
as in the hadith in Bukhari Muslim of Ibn Umar radiyallahu anhuma annahu ata ala rajulin qad anakha badnatahu yanharuha that the Prophet sallallahu came upon a person who had knelt its camel and was about to slaughter it faqal ib'athha qiyaman muqayyadatan sunnatan muhammadin sallallahu alayhi the Prophet sallallahu said stand it up and sacrifice it whilst it is standing that is the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi so then the person, when he's sacrificing the animal, he stabs it with a spear at the point which is between the neck and the chest. So Sheikh Mansour reiterating what the author is saying is that uh, the camel is tied, uh, its leg is tied and it's stabbed in the place which is between the neck and the chest okay and this is done by a spear or a knife or something similar to that and uh, that is the easiest way for the camel to uh, have its soul leave its body for the easiest way for the camel to die without being tortured and the evidence that the Prophet and his companions they did it this way and also because the, the uh, neck of the camel is very long. So if the person was to do it higher up along the neck, closer to its head, then this would cause the animal, animal to be tortured a lot more in the process of it dying. Sheikh Mansour, he says, However, however you slaughtered the camel, it's permissible. The things that we have mentioned were sunnah. Even if they made the camel yani, kneel down in the position like they do with the sheep or the goat when they slaughter it, that would also be permissible. The author he said, And other than the camel is slaughtered, meaning that it's not stabbed with a spear or a knife. So the other animals, uh, the cow, the goat, the sheep, they are to be slaughtered on its um, left side, facing towards the qibla. And it's permissible to do other than that, meaning it's permissible. And it's permissible to um, slaughter in the way that a camel should be slaughtered, meaning that whatever should be slaughtered standing up, which is the camel, can be slaughtered. Uh, kneeling down in the way of the sheep and also the sheep can be slaughtered in the way of the camel instead of kneeling down this is what the author is saying the evidence in, in the hadith of Bukhari Muslim the hadith of Rafi' ibn Khudayj radiyallahu anhu qal ma anhar ad-dam wa dhukir asmullahi fakul that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said whenever the blood is uh, flowing and the name of Allah is mentioned upon it then you can go ahead and eat so this is general So this is general showing that any type of slaughtering in any way uh, is permissible as long as the name of Allah is taken on it uh, then the animal is slaughtered in the correct manner uh, but it's better to follow the sunnah of the Prophet meaning that the sheep are to be knelt down and the camel is to be slaughtered standing with the spear between its neck and its chest whilst the left leg has been tied up. The author he said, وَيَقُولُ بِسْمِ اللَّهُ وَاللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ أَلَّهُمَّ حَذَا مِنْكَ وَلَكَ And they say, 
in the name of Allah, Allah is the greatest, O oh Allah, this is from you and to you. إِذَا أَرَادَ الذَّابِحُ أَنْ يَذْبَحَ فَإِنَّ ثَمَّةَ أَمُورًا يَقُولُهَا إِنْ ذَبْحِهِ If the person who is sacrificing wants to sacrifice, there are some things that he must ensure take place. The first of them is the Bismillah. وَهَذَا عَلَى الْوَجُوبِ And this is obligatory, it's a wajib. لِفَعْلِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ Due to the actions of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying in Surah Al-An'am وَلَا تَأْكُلُوا مِمَّا لَمْ يَذْكُرِ اسْمُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ And don't eat from that which has not had the name of Allah Azawajal mentioned upon it. So this is something which is obligatory. And the person has to say Allahu Akbar وَهَذَا عَلَى الْإِسْتِحْبَابِ لِفَعْلِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ And this is something which is mustahab, which is recommended. Thirdly, اللَّهُمَ هَذَا مِنْكَ وَلَكَ لِلْإِسْتِحْبَابِ Oh Allah, this is from you and for you. This is also mustahab. أي هذا من فضلك وإنعامك meaning oh Allah this is from your generosity and from your gifts لا من قوتي not from my own strength and my own abilities ولك التقرب لا إلى سواك and with this sacrifice I try to come close to you not to other than you سبحانه وتعالى وقد ورد أنه صلى الله عليه وسلم and it's been narrated that there's a hadith in Imam Ahmad and Abi Dawood where the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said اللهم منك ولك أو الله this is from you and for you عن محمد وأمته on behalf of محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم and his ummah بسم الله with the name of Allah والله أكبر and saying الله أكبر طيب the author he says ويتولها صاحبها and it's better that the one who is sacrificing is the owner of the of the camel or the sheep or the cow etc Sheikh Mansour he says, وَالْأَفْضُلُ أَنْ يَتَوَلَّى ذَبْحُ الْأُضْحِيَةِ وَالْحَدِي صَاحِبَهُ فَهُوَ الْأَصْلُ It's better and recommended that the one who actually does the sacrifice is the owner of the one of the animal which is being sacrificed for the udhiya or the hadi. And this is something which is the asl. And the evidence, the dalil fi'l al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the evidence is the actions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَإِنَّهُ نَحْرَ مِنْ حَدِهِ ثَلَاثًا وَسِتِّينَ Because the Prophet sallallahu he sacrificed 63 and also the Prophet ﷺ, he sacrificed two rams and he did that with his own hands meaning that the Prophet ﷺ, when he would do the act of sacrifice he would prefer to do it himself and also Sheikh Masul he mentions it's better to do the act of worship yourself rather than get somebody else delegated on your behalf to do it. The author, he says, أو يوكلوا مسلما ويشهدوها Or what is allowed is to put somebody else, uh, designate somebody else to do it on your behalf, if it's a Muslim. And the person should observe, the owner should observe the sacrifice. يجوز أن يوكل من ينوب عنه في ذبح الأضحية ويشهد صاحبها ذبحها ويتولى الذابح التسمية ولو لم يحضر so as we mentioned, the person, he can put somebody else in his place to sacrifice the animal. However, it's recommended that he watches the animal whilst it's been sacrificed. And the one who is doing the sacrifice physically is the one that says the basmala. وَعْلَمْ نَوْ أَنَّهُ يَشْتَرِطُ لِوَكِيلِ الذَّبْحِ أَنْ يَكُونُ مُسْلِمًا That the one who is designated on behalf of the owner to do the sacrifice should be a Muslim. فَإِنْ كَانَ ذَمِّيًا كِتَابِيًّا فَيَجُوزُ مَعَ الْكِرَاهَةِ However, if the person is a 
person of the book, a Jew or a Christian, and he's a dhimmi, then that is permissible. However, it's disliked. It's makru. And the reason for being makru, because it is an act of worship and it is a way of coming close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالْكِتَابِيُّ لَيْسَ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْقُرْبَةِ And of course the people of the book, is not, they are not from the people of worship because they don't have the correct aqidah or the correct intentions. وَلَكِنْ يَجُوزُ However it's permissible. لِأَنَّ الْكَافِرَ لَهُ أَنْ يَتَوَلَّ مَا كَانَ قُرْبَةٌ لِلْمُسْلِمِ كَبِنَاءِ مَسْجِدِ Because at times it's permissible for the non-Muslim, the Jew or the Christian to take upon acts of worship uh, which are done on behalf of the Muslims. For example, building of masajid. So there's certain acts of worship that a non-Muslim can do, the Christian or the Jew can do on behalf of the Muslim. And this falls into one of them. However, it's disliked. And the timing for the sacrifice is after the Salat al-Eid. أَشَارَ إِلَى وَقْتِ الْأَضَاحِي فَبَيَّنَ بِدَايَتُهُ وَنِهَايَتُهُ so the timing for the Udhiyah is after the um, is after the Salat al-Aid has been prayed. فَأَمَّا بِدَايَتُهُ As for its beginning, فَمِنْ بَعْدِ صَلَاتِ الْعِيدِ فِي بَلَدْ الَّذِي هُوَ فِيهِ It's from the time that the Salat al-Aid is in, has been done in the country that the person is in. وَلَيْتِبَارُ بِنَفْسِ فِعْلَ الصَّلَاةِ And the definition is from the time the person himself has prayed the Salat. لَا بِوَقْتِهَا Not its general timing. This is due, this is in regards to the people of the towns and the cities and the villages. In Bukhari Muslim, uh, the hadith of Bara ibn Azib radiallahu anhu قال, قال, the Prophet gave us a khutbah on Eid al-Adha and he said that the first thing we are going to do, the Prophet said on this day of ours is that we are going to pray. Then we're going to return to our places and sacrifice. Whoever has done that has achieved the sunnah of ours. And whoever does it before the Salat al-Eid, then that is verily just meat that he has prepared for his family and it has nothing to do with the rituals in any way, shape or form. Meaning that it's not valid. It has to be done after the Eid Salah is prayed. The author, he says, Or the person estimates the time for the Eid. The people who are not obligated to pray Salat al-Eid, then they would make an estimation of when the prayer would have been done. Like the one who is traveling. Or people who are in a village, that do not have enough people that are legislated to pray the Eid Salah. The number doesn't equate the correct number. So there is no Eid Salah upon him. So these people, they estimate when the Salah would have been prayed. And after that time, they go ahead and they sacrifice. The author says, and this time for sacrificing is from the time that Eid has been prayed up until two days after that. The end time of the when the sacrifice can be done up until This continues two days after Eid Al-Adha And it finishes on the sunset of the 12th day of Dhul uh, Hijjah And the evidence is 
uh, some of the companions radiyallahu anhum such as Umar wa Ibn Umar wa Ibn Abbas wa Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhum uh, these companions they gave fatwa that it's only up until three days meaning that on the second day when the Maghrib has set on the second day of the Ayyam al-Tashriq uh, then that is the end time Al-Riwayat al-Thani and Ahmed another opinion from Imam Ahmed Anna Ayyam al-Dhabhi Arba'a that the days for sacrifice are the four days the day of Eid itself and the three days of Tashriq which follow after that Yawm al-Nahar wa Ayyam al-Tashriq thalatha فَيَنْتِهَ الذَّبْحِ بِغُرُوبِ الشَّمْسِ يَوْمِ ثَلَاثَةَ عَشْرًا So in this opinion you get one extra day it's until the 13th of Dhul Hijjah uh, the Maghrib of the 13th of Dhul Hijjah and this was chosen by Ibn Taymiyyah Ibn Qayyim Rahmatullah alayhima May Allah have mercy upon them وَيُكْرَهُمْ فِي لَيْلَتِهَا لَيْلَتِهِمَا and it's disliked to sacrifice on the nights of these two days the timing of sacrifice is during the day and it's disliked to sacrifice on the two days on the 11th and the 12th days of Tashriq uh, the evidence of this kiraha is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Hajj mention Allah's names meaning fulfill the rights of sacrifice etc mention Allah's name in the known days, the known days are the days of Tashriq. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has restricted it to the days and not the nights. And the day, if it's left unrestricted in the language of the Arabs, then the meaning of it is daytime without nighttime. And also, وَلَمْ يَتَّيَسَّ لَهُ أَنْ يُفَرِّقَ اللَّحْمْ لَيْلًا فَلَا يُفَرِّقُ طَرِيًّا فَيَفُوتُ بَعْدِ الْمَقْصُودِ And also if the person, he slaughters in the night, and in the night it's going to be difficult for him to go and find the poor and to distribute the meat. So then the meat is going to be distributed thereafter, which means that it's not going to be freshed, and that means that some of the objective of distributing the meat is going to be lost, which is that the meat should be distributed fresh and as soon as possible. The author, he says, فَإِنْ فَاتَ قَدَى وَاجِبَهُ If the person missed out on slaughtering in the correct times, then he can make it up as qada if it was wajib upon him to slaughter. إِذَا فَاتَ وَقْتُ الذَّبْحِ وَلَمْ يَذْبَحْ فَإِنَّهُ يَقْتِ مَا وَجَبَ عَلَيْهِ بِالتَّعِيِّنِ مِثَالُهُ لَوْ نَذْرَ أَنْ يُضَحِي هَذَا الْعَامِ For example, if a person had made a vow to sacrifice this year, فَإِنَّهُ يُضَحِي وَيَذْبَحُ قَضَاءً so then this person, if he's missed the time which we set out, the two days, then he can uh, make qadha thereafter, if it was wajib upon him due to him having made a vow, or any other situation which makes it wajib. As for voluntary sacrifice, that this person cannot make up a qadha, because the time for it, the time for the sacrifice has passed. Inshallah, we'll stop here rather than trying to rush through. We still have about 10 pages left of my notes to go through. And that will be the last session uh, in this part of the book, Zad al-Mustaqna'. And that will be next week, inshallah, with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anything which was correct was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mistakes and shortcomings were from myself and shaitan. If you have any questions on what was mentioned today, feel free. If not, we will see you next week. Bi'idhnillahi ta'ala.